0: We'll <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Sheryl and Shirley Show. On Saturday, March 26th, I attended the Wisconsin 7th Congressional District Caucus. It was held in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. I caught up with a young man who I was excited to chat with. Following is the interview with Jack Righeimer. He is a college student at the University of Minnesota in Duluth. Jack shared his insight on youth and what is going on post-COVID. We talked about what effect COVID had on his educational experience, his friends, and what life was like on and off the campus. Jack was open and honest about his thoughts on attending the Republican caucus, on being active at this time, and on the loss of liberties, what that meant to the youth, how we come back, and what is next. The possibilities are endless. I was pleased to hear much of what Jack said. It made me see that we do have young people understanding what is going on and realizing there needs to be changes made within our government. I wish Jack the very best. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Thank you for listening. Please go to our website, slabar.podbean.com, hit follow and share, and have a great day. I'm sitting here now at the 7th Congressional District Caucus with Jack Righeimer. Jack is a student at University of Minnesota. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. He's been very active here and it's so good to see young people here being active. And I did see a room full of young people too as well, all different ages, which is really nice to see across the board. Jack, why don't you let us know what's going on in school, how it's going with young people and what's going on with politics in school And tell us a little bit about your background and tell us a little bit about what you do at school, what you're going to school for and all, because that's really important, too. It's nice to see conservative youth getting involved. I really find that very exciting.
0: When I first started off at college, I had my communication major and film minor, and there was a moment there where I said, I'm just going to cut myself off from politics. If we felt like we were in a great place because we had Donald Trump in office, I actually, where I went before at St. Norbert's, I didn't see a big presence there of Republicans. As we started approaching the 2020 election in 2019, I started getting involved with Trump Victory, which was a part of the Trump campaign. And I told them, I need to be really quiet here. I do have a radio show. You can come on and you can speak. Next thing you know, we started having the Trump campaign on every single week. So I started to realize I'm a part of this eventually when I did move over to University of Minnesota Duluth I said to myself there was no presence of Republicans at St. Norbert's I'm gonna make sure there is one here at UMD and thankfully there already was a pretty strong one there I joined up with them right away first year pretty mundane we did have more online classes as well. I wasn't going to as many meetings as I wish I would have. This year has been an interesting year. There's been a little bit more activity. We've had already within our first few months of school there, we had a Twin Ports event with a bunch of different campuses uh, around the Duluth area. And we brought in Pete Stauber and Tom Tiffany to come speak to us. That was amazing. Next thing you know, the mask mandate is lifted in Duluth. We're shocked everywhere, except the campus, UMD. They kept it. And sure, the mask mandate came up a little bit again in Duluth, but. It went back down, it still persisted at UMD. Our Republican group finally stood up. And we started doing some protests. There was a member, I forget his last name, but his first name is uh, Muhammad He was in our group. He started this movement, really. We were protesting, sitting down in front of the cafeteria. I wasn't there for all of it. I was down at Lincoln Day Dinner, actually, for one of the big ones. But I heard about it, and it was just amazing. Now, I don't want to say we had anything to do with it. I, don't, I have no idea. No, it wasn't just us who were fed up with it. I knew it was a huge silent majority at the school. It has been lifted now. As of last week, last Monday, they lifted it everywhere, but inside the classrooms. I think some of the professors are still a little bit afraid. On campus, inside buildings, cafeteria, you can now walk, without a mask on. It's really bringing back that college experience.
1: I have a question for you about that, basically about the whole college experience during COVID. That had to be very tough. The University of Wisconsin system, what they did was they started having tests, COVID tests, so often during the week. They'd have a scanned QR code on their phone to get into a building, but they had to prove that they had had the test. I was shocked. And I want to know kind of what you think about this, maybe in my generation and and even younger than my generation, anywhere from 35 up is the fact that we're losing our liberties. I don't know if maybe the young people don't really understand what our liberties were. All of that to me was line up, put the microchip in you. You know, that sounds absolutely crazy. What I'm thinking about is, you know, the fact that you had to go through that. I wonder like, what is our history books going to say about what we did to our children? Are we going to lose our liberties? Are the kids going to stand up for our liberties? That is probably one of the most important issues to me that we're facing in our future is the loss of liberties. It seems like some people just went along with it, especially because of COVID. How did COVID affect you at school? How did it affect the friendships? How did it affect your thought on liberties? Did you ever really think about the liberties that you were losing? Did your group struggle about that? I do see that it's a lot of young men that's wonderful. can just stick up for that too, because you guys are getting pounded right now.
0: Well, personally, I think I had a great perspective on the whole shift throughout the country. I had four years at high school down in Illinois. Started my first year at college at St. Norbert's in 2019. I had a solid semester there of... Freedom. This is what the college experience is. We were in the dorms, parties going on in other dorms, you know? It was crazy. Then we go over spring break. They said, we're going to have an extended spring break, only two weeks. And at first, everyone was like, yeah, let's go, you know, extended spring break, let's do it. Yeah. And then they said, well, actually, it's going to be a month back and push back. And I was seeing people I knew from high school, they were getting their high school experience stolen from them. Didn't really hit me at first that first semester where everything was moved online and we were in the lockdown. I'm already in the Northwoods at this point. We're already a little bit isolated up there. I wasn't feeling the full effects of my liberties being taken away. Online class, okay, next semester, everything will go back to normal, especially after going over to UMD. This was a brand new thing for me. We had moved up to UMD. It felt like freshman year all over again, you know, because I'm going over here. Get to Duluth. I have my apartment. All the classes are online. I'm no longer in Hayward now. I'm in Duluth at my apartment, and I'm sitting there taking classes online. Uh, A roommate of mine was a TA He's teaching classes in his room. That's when it really started to hit me because before it was always, well, if they want me to put on my mask over here onto campus, whatever, I don't care. I'm fine with it. It didn't bother me. But at this point, it starts, and I think this was for many young people as well. As much as there's a lot of stigma of crazy kids on college campuses, and trust me, there is a reason for that. There is a lot the silent majority in the school. There was that itch starting to be seen.
1: I'm really glad to hear that. It'd be really very difficult. You move, you get an apartment, you're paying money, your online classes. Are you really getting the instruction that you get face-to-face with professor in a classroom? It's like the tax dollars are not really working right now, but also how it affected mentally kids and your experience. I know there were kids in high school, you know, they didn't walk across the stage to get their diploma. They didn't get to go to prom. They didn't get to do these things. The time that this all happened, I was so shocked. toxic to many people and they were so disturbed about it not being able to go to sporting events parents couldn't go this is closed it's amazing that people just allowed it to happen the minute they closed the church doors I, I would, what is happening your liberties are being taken I'm concerned about our youth it makes me feel a heck of a lot better sitting here talking to you knowing that you feel that strongly and knowing that you know people that feel the same way in the silent majority and we always talk about that as conservatives we don't yell and scream and holler in people's faces we just don't do that it's not who we are but we do vote seeing the motivation to have you sitting here talking to me on a podcast and to be here at the 7th Congressional District Caucus means you are active. I think that's fabulous. Thank you for that. And moving to the Northland is like moving a world away. Oh, yeah. How is inflation hitting you and your college friends? The price of gas, driving back and forth, price of food, all of that is growing. I know you're in your third year, your junior year. It has to be affecting you too. And I don't know if you're working outside of school or if you're working at school, uh, making extra money, but it is very difficult.
0: Well, the start that, the answer that question. The first thing I have to say, as bad as online classes were, it really did make the professors who are good at that, who are good at teaching that way, stand out. Because currently this semester, I am taking online classes. I'm working at the Sawmill Saloon in Hayward to make some money. When I go back up to Duluth, that's a bigger trek than I want to be now. I'm from Illinois. I have lots of friends down in Illinois. I had to cancel plans to go down and visit them. I just can't make that trip now, not It'll with the, the prices. Cost. So that's where it's really hit me. I'm thankful that I'm able to work. I'm thankful I'm able to make money. So maybe be others who are overloaded with classes are feeling this even more so than I am. They don't have the opportunity to work or make that extra money. They're really hit with it. I know a few students who are double majoring. They're taking a million classes and I'll sit down and study with them and they'll talk about, I felt confident at the beginning of this year that I was going to be fine and now I'm not feeling that. Way. And that's tough.
1: That's discouraging. can really deflate your experience. Hey, now I've got to worry about this too, like student loans. I talked about that with a couple of the candidates coming through here the student loans you're getting to your adulthood you graduate you're looking at okay now i got to get a job and i got to start paying this loan back that affects you too where there are skilled labor jobs out there there are tech schools there are two-year schools there are different choices that maybe some kids should be looking at you know worrying
0: about student loans can't go out into the housing market and buy a house well to really speak on that my best friend he dropped out of college he's now working full-time But he couldn't take it anymore, so he had to drop out. I know it's not just him. I'm fortunate to have the backing of my family in a lot of these tough situations. Not a lot of people are that way.
1: I do understand that, how the economy and how inflation and how it's all affected the kids, the student loans, everything. Um, That quitting school, uh, quitting college and not getting his education, which he probably— worked, you know, your parents too. You work all your life so you can get an education. Disheartening and here it is your best friend. So then he's losing out on those experiences that you're having at school. It's really disheartening to hear that. I am excited and thrilled to see you here. So tell me what you think about being at this caucus. What does this mean for you and what you've seen today?
0: It means a lot. It means a culmination of where I've come. I've come from a point where I wanted nothing to do with politics to now I'm here at the caucus. I'm going from Duluth to Hayward. I'm going to Lincoln Day dinners. I'm going to Twinport events. It feels great to be involved. And I honestly mean, it doesn't feel like work. It feels great, just the littlest thing. From putting up posters around campus, to being here, to being on this podcast. everything culminates in just this amazing feeling of involvement. This is what not just myself, but other young people should be doing, especially if you're conservative. There's a lot of conservative students who feel like they're alone. They see that stigma around others in our generation. They don't think that they can have any meaning. Now, I'm not saying that I'm like the be-all, end-all of young conservatives. I'm just a small little part who felt hopeless and just decided to take a step into it, and now I'm overwhelmed with how great it is to be here.
1: You're probably a little shocked at how people perceive you here. Oh. People are like so excited here. to see young people. Whenever I see anyone young getting involved, I always try to make sure I go up to them and say something to them and be very motivated. You have to be motivated to get more young people involved. I just you're sitting here talking to me and we're just talking about stuff, what you think about what went on today. And I'm sure doing this and sitting here, all kinds of candidates talk is helping you make your decisions. Formed decision is the best decision in when you vote. And I know that your dad is running for a write-in candidacy for county supervisor in uh, the District 12 in Sawyer County. So make sure you vote on April 5th. That's very important. I'm going to let it end with you saying your last part about anything that you want to. I want to say thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me that you are our future and it makes me feel a heck of a lot better about what our future is going to be.
0: Yeah, I would just first off say thank you for letting me be here. I'm not the un- only young conservative. There are so many as I go to almost weekly meetings, there's been at times close to 40 of us in a room, which for a college political club, that's a big deal. So it's almost normal for me to see other people my age getting involved in this until when I come down here and people are a little bit shocked, oh, a, a young conservative. I want everybody to know I'm a small part of that. There are others and they may be silent, they may not be around, but they are getting more and more involved each day. Well,
1: I just want to say thank you to Jack Righeimer. Congratulations on your schooling and on being able to go to work work and do online broadened us too. You know, it has changed people's life. So I think that's fabulous that you're able to get out into the working world, make some money, save some money, get your education too. I think that's fabulous. Thank you so much for talking to me, for sharing some of the information about what it was like to go through COVID in college, talk a little bit about the young people, talk about liberties and all, and to talk about what we've lost and how we need to fight back for it. Thanks so much. Good luck.